Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Joe McCormick, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. Glass Breaks Apart from its transparency, the brittleness of glass is its defining physical feature. And yet, since at least as far back as ancient Rome, there have been legends of a mysterious lost technology known as the vitrum flexilae, or vitrum malleabile, glass that can bend without breaking. The early medieval Spanish scholar Isidore of Seville wrote about this now-occulted substance in a vast encyclopedic work called The Etymologies, which he compiled toward the beginning of the 7th century. According to Isidore's account, during the reign of Tiberius Caesar, there was an ingenious craftsman in Rome who invented a formula for mixing clear glass so that it was flexible and pliable at room temperature. The craftsman was brought for an audience with Caesar and presented him with a gift of a glass drinking bowl. Caesar took the bowl and threw it to the floor. But, unbelievably, it did not shatter. The craftsman retrieved the bowl and showed that, instead, the impact had only left a dent, as you might expect from a vessel made out of a metal like bronze. As if this wasn't amazing enough, the craftsman then produced a hammer from his tunic and proceeded to pound the dent out of the glass, restoring it to its original shape. From here, I'll quote from the translation of Isidore by Stephen A. Barney. Quote, When he had done this, Caesar said to him, Does anyone else know this method of making glass? After the craftsman swore that no one else knew, Caesar ordered him beheaded. Lest, if this skill became known, gold would be regarded as mud, and the value of all metals would be reduced. And it is true that if glass vessels became unbreakable, they would be better than gold and silver. Whatever you might accept about the bloody logic of the Roman emperor, there are basic physical reasons for thinking this story is probably not true. As common as it is now in beer bottles and car windshields, glass is in many ways an exquisite material. It's transparent. It's chemically non-reactive. It can be beautiful to look at. When heated in a furnace, it can be molded into almost any shape. And it's usually made primarily of silica sand, which is abundant and cheap. But the major limitation of its usefulness has always been that traditional silicate glass is brittle. According to Lothar Wondracek, writing for the journal Science in 2019, quote, Today's glass products reach only a fraction of the predicted intrinsic strength because of their brittleness. Wondracek explains that the main reason that glass breaks instead of bending is that mechanical energy delivered into glass usually, quote, accumulates in the vicinity of microscopic flaws and defects. This process leads to local stress concentration, which increases with the sharpness of the tip of the flaw. Thus, the locally acting stress can be much higher than the externally applied one, and the material fails even when supporting only a low load. It doesn't seem likely to me that an inventor in the ancient world would have found a way around this brittleness, unless the substance they were talking about was not actually glass. Aside from the brute physical implausibility of this story, 
there are some other compelling reasons to think it's probably nothing more than a misinterpreted rumor or fantasy. The earliest versions of the legend crop up in 1st century CE sources, like the Satyricon of Petronius, where it appears in the explicit context of fiction. The Satyricon is a sort of absurdist comic novel involving lots of crude sexual humor and vignettes about werewolves and cannibalism. The story of flexible glass is also told by Pliny the Elder in his 1st century encyclopedia, The Natural History, one of Isidore's sources. Pliny writes that after the invention was revealed, quote, the manufactory of the artist was totally destroyed, we are told, in order to prevent the value of copper, silver, and gold from being depreciated. I assume the logic implied in the story is that Tiberius would have been concerned that if glass were just as malleable as gold and silver, the accumulated fortunes in those metals belonging to the rich people of Rome, including Tiberius himself, would become worthless. In other words, you could think of this as an early form of science fiction, utopian or dystopian, depending on your perspective, about how a technological change could have led to a revolution in the class structure of an empire. But whatever the political implications, Pliny expresses skepticism about the story, writing that it's often repeated without much evidence. But despite Pliny's doubts, the idea of glass that could bend without breaking had a tenacious legacy. Malleable glass would become one of the enduring obsessions of the alchemists of the Middle Ages through the Renaissance and the early modern period, though many of them never made an explicit connection to the story of Tiberius and the lost technology. In a 2017 article for Renaissance Quarterly called Storied Objects, Scientific Objects, and Renaissance Experiment, The Case of Malleable Glass, Author Vera Keller writes that from around the time of the 13th century, the power of making malleable glass was one of the wonders attributed to the philosopher's stone, while on the other hand, straightforward recipes for softening glass appeared in several books of secret knowledge between the 13th and 18th centuries. These recipes often claimed that, if followed, glass could be made soft like leather, cloth, or even dough. Many of the recipes call for the blood of a goat, while one mentioned in a footnote by Keller calls for immersing glass in the oil of horse hooves. Despite the great effort poured into discovering the lost secret of malleable glass, it always eluded us. However, today it looks like we may be coming full circle on the promise of vitrum flexile. Of course, since the plastics revolution of the 20th century, we've had lots of polymer-based consumer materials that are both flexible and transparent, though that material may not always have the exact properties of silicate glass. And even when you're talking about genuine glass, there are researchers working hard to make it bend without breaking, often in the context of designing screens for current and upcoming models of phones that can fold like a wallet without cracking their screens. These innovations in foldable glass are explored in a February 2020 article for The Verge by Sean Hollister, who quotes MIT Associate Professor of Materials Science J.J. Hu in explaining that there are two main tricks to making glass that can bend like plastic. One of those tricks takes us back to what I mentioned already about microscopic flaws and defects in the structure of the glass that allow cracks to propagate. Researchers are trying to prevent the formation of these tiny flaws through the use of special chemical baths and heat treatment during the manufacturing process. But the second trick is thinness. 
While glass the thickness of a windowpane will probably always shatter before it bends, glass less than 100 microns thick, which is about the width of a human hair, can fold a surprising amount, and once the thickness is down to a few tens of microns, researchers claim that the glass can fold almost flat upon itself without breaking and without a large hinge gap, which is what the manufacturers of these phones ultimately want. And one of my favorite details is that some of the new flexible glass could be created with alternative chemical compositions by making the glass not out of silica, but out of materials like aluminum oxide, which in its condensed crystalline form is what makes a sapphire. Tune in to new editions of The Artifact every Wednesday, hosted by either Robert or myself. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows.